All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Caleb Sheely. I am your host, and I run the Sheely Golf channel on TikTok and YouTube. This is episode six, and it was actually not planned. Um, I had planned a podcast with Spencer, a good buddy of mine, and we were going to talk about the year of Tiger, which was 2000-2001. He is traveling out to California, so we'll get back to him at another time. I actually made peace with not even having a podcast this week, but I was taking a shower, and like most showers are, you could start thinking, and um, you just kind of feel like um, you have something that's on your chest or something that's on your brain, and you want to put it out there. So here I am. Um, first off, if you tune in to TikTok or YouTube, you've probably noticed that I haven't put out any new original content. Um, this brings me to one of three sections, or I guess chapters for this podcast. And with that being said, my computer is broken. It's officially broken. Um, I sent it in and get it worked on. Haven't heard back from them yet. Um, I've got an email that said that they did receive it. So that's good. Um, but the, the issue is I record with a camera and the computer is essential because that's what I do all my editing on. I can't do the editing on my phone, which I used to do, but I can't do it on my phone because everything that I record on the camera is done on an SD card. So I don't really have a way to get the SD card to my phone, which is a problem, but it's, it's kind of given me a different perspective. And I think the timing is perfect. We are, my wife and I are currently trying to finish up our house. I'm 28 and my wife is 28 as well. And we started building a house, I guess it was November or December of last year. So we're, we're trying to close that out. And, uh, I think the broken computer has been good for me, really. Um, another thing, if, if I sound nasally or something, is because I have a sinus infection. So I guess when it rains, it pours. But the perspective that that has given me um, from the, the computer being broken, um, maybe me getting sick, is kind of a it's kind of a way of me seeing what's important right now and what is important is finishing the house up, um, even if that means taking two weeks off, maybe even three, depending on how long it takes for my computer to get fixed, um, taking that time off to do what I need to do for my family and myself and for those around me. Um, so it's it's been a good time off, but one thing it's taught me or made me realize is that I know that content creation is what I want to do um, with it being yanked away from me like it has been. Um, it's kind of given me just a different perspective on what I really want to do and not being able to put out content, not being able to um, connect to viewers, connect to followers, connect to subscribers has been a little trying, I will say. Um, it's kind of addicting to see the growth 
of the channel to see the interaction between me and people that like my content or even people that don't like my content, you know, um, I'd say it's probably a 80, 20 rule. I'd say 80% like the content and the 20% that don't are normally the loudest. Um, but those are also good to interact with too. Sometimes you win them over. Sometimes you don't, that's just the way it goes. Um, so it's been good. I didn't plan on starting this off on a soapbox, you know, but um, just kind of giving you a life update where I'm at, where the content's at. Um, I'll be putting out original content hopefully in the next week and a half or so. Uh, I actually had recorded. I came back, plugged my SD card into my computer, and it said that it did not start up correctly. So that's where I'm at right now. And I made peace with not being able to put out um, content that hasn't already been posted. What I've been doing is reposting. Um, so I'm, I'm eager. I'm chomping at the bit to put out new stuff, stuff that hopefully y'all enjoy. And uh, just bear with me on that, please, just because um, I'm disappointed myself. So anyways, I got two topics I want to cover. One of them is going to be very short. Um, it's probably more of a question that I'll ask people in the future. And if this is your first time listening, this is this will be the sixth episode. So I've had, I did Daniel. Daniel was the first uh, guest. That was episode one. Episode two, I was by myself. Episode three, I had a caddy. His name is Luke Letty on. Um, it, it kind of gives you some insight of what caddying was like. Episode four, I had Ben from Pine Lake Golf Club, Pine Lake Golf Company. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Ben. Um, I had him on. He is 25. He owns a driving range. I thought that was pretty impressive to be so young and on your own business and be successful at it too. Um, if, if you're into golf, like I am, driving ranges are extremely essential to, um, a golfer's success on the course. And on episode five, I had uh, an extremely up and coming content creator on. His name is Nick Delfico. So if you want some insight on how you can grow con grow as a content creator, or if you just want some insight to what it's like to create content, uh, be sure to check those out. Um, so anyways, this is episode six. Uh, I just put out a repost of a TikTok. I think I put it out probably two or three months ago, and it was pretty controversial. The reason being, um, I think it was maybe a 10-second video on TikTok, and it said to... I can't remember exactly what it said. I think it said to go from 90s in golf to 80s is tee shots. To go from 80s to 70s is irons. And to go from 70s to 60s is putting. Um, I would, looking back on it, I probably would have made some adjustments. Um, but, but I want to do a little deeper dive into where I started, which was somewhere between the 130s and 120s. And I've worked my way down. I've shot in the 60s one time, shot 69 one time. Um, but I've shot 70s. I couldn't tell you how many times. I, I stay 70s and 80s right now for the most part. Um, I don't play as much as I used to. 
but I wanted to deep dive on kind of what it takes to get from 130s all the way down to 60s. I'm probably not as credible when it comes to getting from the 70s to 60s because I've only done it once, but I'm self-taught. Um, Daniel and I, which Daniel is my brother, we started around the 130s, 120s, and we worked our way all the way down to 70s. So I'm going to give you some insight on kind of what it takes to make those leaps. Um, the the I guess the easiest way to do this would be just practice, but not everyone has time to practice. So what I'm going to do is we're going to start at 130s to 120s. Um, I think at that stage of golf, you're pretty much just learning the game. Um, you really don't have anything to lose because if you're shooting 130s to 120s, the main thing you're worried about is pace of play or groups stacked up behind you, waiting on you to play your shot, your ninth, tenth shot on a par four, um, which I was at that point at one time. Um, it's, it's frustrating as the golfer because you're trying to improve, but it's also frustrating for the people behind you because they're just trying to play their game. So um, 130s to 120s, I think, is mainly just learning the game of golf, learning how to make um, just adjustments. And, and I'll get to that in just a second. Learning how to make adjustments um, just to find any way to shave strokes and just familiarizing yourself with the game of golf. So let's go from 120s to 110s. I think the the biggest part of this is adjusting to your misses. So what I mean by that is, let's say you're in the 120s and you hit a massive slice. As a right-hander, it's going to slice away to the right, correct? So in my opinion... I think if you're trying to get from 120s to 110s, I think you should just adjust for the slice, not necessarily try to fix it while you're playing. Um, you should definitely try to fix it when you're not playing. But working on things as you're playing for a score, never a good idea. Um, I have so many occasions on where I've done that myself and the round has just gone to trash. So my best advice from going to 120 to 110s is adjusting to your misses. And that can go from many things. That can go from um, if you're duffing your irons, maybe you need to club up, which would be going from a seven to a six and swing easier to try to get that contact a little bit better. Just things like that, um, just minor adjustments. Um, going from 110s to 100s, I would say trying to figure out how to eliminate doubles and triples and turn those to bogeys. I know it's easier said than done. It can be done. Um, most of the time when you're, I'd say when you're shooting 110s, you probably have three, maybe four triples and probably four or five doubles around. So if you can just figure out how to turn three or four of those from triples doubles or doubles to bogeys then you'd be in the hundreds no problem and by hundreds i mean 109 to 100 even so with that being said let's go from hundreds to 90s i think the biggest part that helped me from going to 100s to 90s 
was getting up and down. And this is the part where it starts to take, it takes a lot of practice. I can't tell you how many hours I spent trying to get up and down on the practice screen. I mean, I, D- Daniel and I ran ourselves into, I mean, I guess you could say thousands, but it was probably like $1,500 worth of debt practicing golf. We had no clue what we were doing financially, but we were obsessed with the game. We were obsessed with practicing, obsessed with beating each other, which I think helped me the most. Um, kind of that competitive drive, just being a brother, I guess, would be the biggest deal. Um, but I eliminated those bogeys or those pars to bogeys um, because I was able to get up and down whether I was doing it twice around before. I was probably doing it four, maybe five times around after that. Um, because at that point, you're not hitting hardly any greens and reg in regulation, I should say. Um, so if you can figure out how to get up and down from off the green, cause, um, you're not going to be hitting that green that much. If you're shooting hundreds, then you can easily shave off strokes. If you have that time to practice, not everyone does. Um, this was before I was married, before I had a kid, um, day on, I were in college. So we just, we wore that putting green out. So let's jump from nineties to eighties. Um, Biggest thing for me, my tee shots have always been pretty bad. It's probably been the weakest part of my game, I would say. Um, So as soon as I hit a little more playable tee shots, which could mean not taking driver all the time, could mean taking driver all the time. A lot of people have have a hard time hitting three wood. I do sometimes. I have a really hard time hitting it off the ground. But if you can figure out how to make your tee shots a little more playable – take danger out of play, then you can easily make that jump from 90s to 80s. Now, this is taking everything you've you've learned, so learning the game, adjusting your misses, turning doubles and triples to bogeys, getting up and down more, and having playable tee shots. All those things combined can get you from 90s to 80s. Now, this is where it gets tough because it's like anything else. The better you get at it, the harder it is to save strokes. Daniel and I used to bowl a lot, and uh, we figured out when you hit that 200 mark, a perfect game in bowling is 300. When you hit that 200 mark, it is so hard to get those few extra points. And you might think, you know, you got 100 extra points. It can't be that hard, but it is. Same thing in golf. When you get into the 80s, it's so difficult to get from 80s to 70s. And a lot of that has to do with probably a mental block. Um, But anyways, my personal opinion to go from 80s to 70s is hitting close approaches. So this is taking everything we've, we've gone through already, all the way down from playable tee shots to starting to hit close approaches. This gives you birdie opportunities. And when you make birdies, that cancels out your bogeys, obviously. No duh, right? So when you start hitting close approaches, when you figure out your wedges, how to control your wedges, um, control as in distance, as in maybe some spin. Normally about that range, you, you can start controlling a little bit of spin, whether you want to take spin off to a back pin, whether you want to add spin to a front pin, hitting it past the pin, bringing it back a little bit 
whether you're trying to hit just a little bit of a cut to get that right right spin towards your right pin, kind of knowing what flags to attack, what flags to not attack. Um, those things will get you from the 80s to the 70s. Now, this is where I don't have probably the best experience. Going from the 70s to the 60s. The one time I did shoot 60s, which was a 69, just about every putt I hit was falling. Now, granted, tee shots were playable. Approaches were close. I was getting up and down like crazy. I think I had two chip-ins on the front alone. I think I shot four under on the front, one of on the back. So getting up and down was insane. My tee shots were always playable, and I was hitting close approaches. But all those things combined, if you don't have any putts falling, you are definitely not going to shoot in the 60s. There are professionals that would tell you the same thing. Um, so it, it's kind of a luck of the draw. Um, obviously, you can't just go out there and just make putts, never practicing putting. Um, but there is a little luck involved in putts falling, especially on probably the niceness of the course. The nicer of the course, the putts will fall more likely if you're a good putter. If you're not a good putter, it's really not going to matter. Um, but I think it's a combination between putts falling and course management. By course management, I mean knowing what what club to take off the tee, knowing what pins to attack, what pins to not attack. You're not going to attack a pin that's over a bunker on the right side with water behind. You're going to fire towards the middle, maybe make a long birdie putt, but you're for sure going to two putt for that par. Um, course management has a lot to do with scoring. I mean, that course management can be applied anywhere. I would say probably from hundreds to nineties, all the way down to seventies to sixties. The reason being, if you can manage the course, whether you can actually hit the shot or not, if you can manage your misses, your scores will drop significantly. So that's my two cents on my golf, my personal golf journey. Um, make your adjustments as you see, but I think that's a very good, um, ladder to climb if you're wanting to get from the hundreds to the sixties. Uh, there's plenty of golf coaching that you could partake in, whether that's YouTube, whether that's actual golf coaching, um, uh, takes a lot of time to get to the sixties, but um, that's kind of my stepladder to success on the golf course. Um, just do that what you will. The last last section, this is going to be short. And the reason being, I wanted to kind of introduce this on my own before I asked anyone else. Um, I just thought this would be a really fun question to ask people that come on the podcast, that want to spend time with me, want to help me in my journey, but allow me to also tell their story to people that listen to my podcast. So the question is, if you have $1,000 to spend, you have, you have to spend it on these three things. Clubs, apparel, or the niceness of the course. You have to spend $600 on one, you have to spend $300 on another, and you have to spend $100 on another. So I think the obvious would be in that order. 
clubs, six hundred dollars, apparel three hundred, course one hundred. Keep in mind though, um, you could play TPC Sawgrass for probably six hundred dollars right now. So that that might throw a wrench in kind of what you're thinking. Honestly, for me, I would probably, I would probably do the clubs six hundred, just because that's something you could hold on to. Apparel, I just don't think I would spend that much because I don't really care. What I would probably do is do clubs for six hundred. I would do apparel for one hundred, and I would pick courses, multiple courses for three hundred. Um, I'd rather play a, more golf at a mediocre course than I would one round at a super nice course. So that's a question that you'll see in the future or you're here in the future. Um, but just stay tuned for those episodes. Um, please check out the other episodes. I had some awesome guests on. Um, just be sure to check those out. Be sure to um, stay tuned for whatever else is coming down the pipe. Um, can't wait for my computer to come back. And uh, I just appreciate you listening.